Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you are listening, and welcome to the Impression Podcast. I have today some of my very close friends for a very long time. Uh, Carlos, I'm going to butcher last names because I always just call you Carlos. Carlos Cepeda. Yeah. And Umar Usman. Uh, guys, would you mind uh, starting off telling us a little bit about yourselves, where you've been, what you're doing now, where you're going, as far as uh, what we got going on? Carlos? Go ahead. Cool. So, where I've been, man. Besides everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started a little hookah lounge in PB, then moved on to doing some security job, and I'm a real estate agent. Okay. And so, are we... We're setting up our own real estate kind of going with that now or are you... at the moment i say not my own uh like the fact i don't have to worry about the extras the insurances the liabilities that comes with having your own realty mm -hmm. i'm good being i am working towards having my own brokerage license just to have the license but okay. still working with somebody just to be able to build the ground on where to go from there okay yeah, I got a. We did an interview a little while ago uh, with uh, my good friend Matthew Clanton. I'm sure we can. I can hook you guys up. Have a little bit of talk as to those next steps and stuff like Definitely. that. Definitely. And Umar. So I'm a senior mechanical engineering student at UCSD. Uh, I'm also a part-time project manager for a small solar company. Um, so humble, uh, humble brag. Trying to trying to balance that with you know uh, spending time with family, being married uh, as of like a year and a half ago. Um, I know you were at my wedding. I wanted to have you there, but uh, uh, but my uh, my 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 bachelor party. Hey. <laughs> Good time. And then Good you, time. I don't I don't want you to sell yourself short too. You started your own um, kind of student tutoring. Yeah. Program. So so I've been I've been a private tutor for God knows how long for uh, coming up on thirteen years now in June. Um, and so I started a little something on the side. Um, that's, that's not necessarily my focus right now. Yeah. Uh, my, my primary focus is on just getting the heck out of this grind. Get, get the paper. Get the paper. <laughs> get yes. the paper. Yeah. That's, that's the focus. So, and then, so uh, did, didn't you sell D and D minis that you painted for a little bit too? Uh, for a short while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a little while. So it's all, it's all about, uh, the side grinds. You'll hear me say that a lot. Yep. I love side grinds. And when you can find a side grind that can be a main grind, or at least just like a main fault line for income, that's always a good thing too. And then mechanical engineer, where do, where, what's the, the goal with the piece of paper other than just putting it on the wall? To get a job. <laughs> um, so so, so my, my coursework is pretty varied. I've done um, a little bit, like I've dabbled in a lot of different things. Um, uh, aerospace, CNC machining, um, uh, machine elements, uh, I could I could talk about this for thirty minutes. Um, yeah, that, but, but that's all we have. So. I, I know, I know. <laughs> Disclaimer: we're not, we're not You know, do that I am one. not going to talk about that for thirty minutes. Um, but uh, we'll see. I'm I'm in the process of of just trying to see what what's out there. So you kind of want to go through the uh, the traditional pipeline of of being a cog in the machine and then kind of work your way up to. Um, perhaps one thing I really would like to do is. Um, at some point, once I've developed enough work experience, um, is to help individuals start their own business in engineering. Yeah, no, that's that's a, a big thing about like what we like to talk about here too. So we'll, we'll probably have you come on as a follow on. Yeah, maybe and, maybe uh, in like you know ten years. Hopefully yeah, the, the podcast still going. From your words, <laughs> <laughs> come on now. 
it, it it'll be here at that point in time. I'll be I'll be sitting here. You'll have to fight. Uh, I think Joe Rogan and Dwayne the Rock Johnson for a seat on the show at that point. I'll, but I'll get it. Come okay, on. <laughs> I'll put you next to Dwayne. That'll be fun. It's me. <laughs> All right, so today's episode, we're kind of talking about uh, work hard, play hard. So one of the models we have here is invest in yourself, invest in your health, invest in your wealth. Uh, we've talked a lot previously about the wealth side. I've had me and my uh, my co-host, Ryan, discuss a little bit about the health things kind of going through and the business aspects in the health world. But one thing that I wanted to touch base on, and what better than two of my very best friends, than um, the kind of play the grounding the life the what the what do you do that keeps you there i know for a lot of people it's it could be yoga it could be meditation i know we've had some conversations about different type of meditation strategies we have going on um but starting it off uh, when you're going through the the daily grind and everything and that hustle whether it's school or you know in and out of work what what grounds you what kind of keeps you from getting uh, burnt out Definitely mindfulness. Um, so I so I have ADHD, and I was diagnosed uh, about ten years ago. I, I think I do too. I'm self diagnosed at this point. I need I need to you, go speak to someone. I've been telling <laughs> you to go actually talk to someone who can who can you know who can shed some light on that. But, I have gotten distracted on the way. It's <laughs> well, uh, for ADHD, it's it's a lot of you're 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 kind of being pulled in different directions, um, and so being able to not necessarily focus on all of those things at once center yourself and pick a direction initially to go in is a can be a struggle and so that's that's one of the things that i try to do when i when i encounter that now uh this is going to lead into a question a little bit later on too but i, I just want to kind of uh, hop with that one um adhd a lot of reading about uh, hobbies going down holes in and hobbies and kind of hyper focusing on different areas how critical is is that like not just recognizing that but being able to like have those hobbies along the way of so uh it's it's all a matter of balance that you can't throw yourself into work and i'm the last person to tell you that because i overwork myself way too much sometimes um but you have to have that balance yeah so uh like so I, i'm in a DD campaign right now as a player for the first dungeons and years. dragons for the <laughs> yes, uninitiated yes, dungeons, dungeons and dragons. dragons i don't think we even really need to to qualify that anymore i think enough people have I've seen, seen stranger things i've seen enough memes where people are like oh they didn't mean dungeons and dragons there was something <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway uh so i i make a point that at least like every other week i i'm able to play in my campaign so that's mm -hmm. that's my that's my thing that like when that time comes the world stops and i'm in that and that's very, very restorative for me. Yeah. So mindfulness and being able to kind of focus and pick and and objectively decide that this is something setting up setting apart that time. Yeah. Not to say that's easy. That's one of the most difficult things for me to do. But but you have to make that that prioritization. Cool. And then and then Carlos, what about you? Meditation, man. Honestly, brought me a long way. I come from just not being able to sleep, not being able to process my thoughts properly, and just kind of having everything go everywhere. I don't think I have ADHD, but I know that my mind wanders mm -hmm. through a lot of different holes and just one thought goes to another, to another. And the next thing you know, it's like 10 miles on the road. Like, wait, how did I just get here? Like, oh yeah, 30 minutes and just thinking nonstop, you know, took yeah. me here. So I know meditation, going down to the beach and just hearing the waves crash, just sitting there for a minute, actually doing nothing, like put the phone down, put That's just everything aside, 
that's turn it off I for a doing. second. I, I love doing that uh, back when I lived in Pacific Beach. Yeah. Just being able to like walk down there and just stare into nothing. Well, back when we were back there hanging out when we first met, one of the best things was two, three in the morning, just walk those four blocks down to the beach. Yes, sir. Sit there and just keep nothing. Yeah. yeah. Take me back. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly, you know, just that. The other thing is just eating. Yeah. Eating habits, man. Honestly, it's so true that your gut is your second brain. A lot of people say it's your first because realistically, everything goes through there. And that just kind of keeps a good balance of what your body does. I wish I wish I actually had a dollar over the, the past week uh, for every time I've said I'm hungry. <laughs> it's just the, and um, the who I'm with is just looks at me and she's like, again, I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. It's like, we didn't you just eat? Yeah. What about second breakfast? You should, you should try fasting, bro. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, dude. It's, but you work out so much, yeah. you burn so many calories. I know. Cause, but cause that's that's the food. healthy thing. And um, I, you know, the perfect segue, I'm, I, I know we said we're going to make this a self episode, but I, I'll give a little health plug. Uh, the eating thing, I try to get everybody just to start on calorie counting. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do that is because if you throw the book at everybody and you're like clean eating, macros, this, that, the other, um, they may ah, and then run away. And never, ever do anything about it. So I just try to get them to calorie counting. And the reason why, and the one thing that I, I like telling people about is when you put your weight and your age and everything into the calorie calculator, and it tells you here's how many calories you must consume to maintain, what that is saying is this is how much you must eat to create enough energy to move yourself. And we'll come full circle with ADHD. ADHD, sometimes you forget to eat. And when you're not eating a lot, then what you do is you're putting yourself in such a caloric deficit that what is happening is you're creating fat stores to create more energy for you to propel what you weigh, your mass, to create energy throughout the day. So just being able to make that start of objectively counting your calories uh, is, a, is a good way to kind of keep you on par. I think the most energy I ever had was when the diet, the supplements, the workout was all um, on peak for one deployment that I had. And it was just like, go, go. You could do, I felt like I could lift cars. Cause it was just, everything was just timed out. You weren't lifting cars? Not then. I'm a little bit bigger <laughs> now than what I was then. That was when I first discovered the gym. So, mm, you know, okay. so that was, but that was still fun going through it. I think um, even for me, and I know these two gentlemen to my left can contest, uh, I, I find hobbies. And I like to get good at hobbies, and that might be some of the ADHD thing. But after working all day long uh, throughout multiple jobs or spending time with the family and doing all these energy draining activities, and I tell people even being at the gym is energy draining because it's work. Um, I like to find something that's a little more mindless that doesn't necessarily matter, whether it's a video game. I've gotten into big into video games. Um, I got a, a club on my phone. I'll give a plug for you guys. The Sleeping Death off Disney Sorcerer's Arena. Hey, oh, love you guys. Um, so I got that. It's a top 10 <laughs> club. Okay. It's important. Um, I got that. I got the gym, a different type of gym hobbies, sports. I've coached my daughter's soccer at some point in time. It's all these little hobbies. And I think it just becomes more, even more, more that much more rewarding when you have time to be able to do that on top of being more successful in your field. Definitely. My biggest thing is movies. Growing up, yeah, speaking my language, just yep. watching movies like literally, I think it's went to the Riddick movies yesterday because they were just added mm. to Netflix. So okay. I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Riddick in a while. It's like, ah. the first one. It's like, go, just all three. It's like sweet, nice, mellow, relaxed. With like Vin, I remember those movies. Yeah, you know? you're looking back. Vin Diesel. It. 
Yes. Back before the Fast and Furious. Right before were the, the Fast. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, he did things before that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> lately, lately, I've been on a big uh, film noir kick. Okay. So, what's what's the what's the best one so far? Um. Oh boy, that's that's a pretty deep pretty, cut. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Um. Woman in the window. Okay. Good one. Uh, put it to my list. Woman in the window. Um. Scarlet Street with uh, okay. Edward G. Robinson. I'm I'm binging Friday Night Lights right now. I feel like yeah. that's nowhere near on par with what you're talking about. As soon as I'm done binging that, I'll have it to just happens that. to be what I'm watching right now. <laughs> We're always watching something. I think the last movie that I saw in theaters was uh, Ant Man. Mm. Quantum Mania. Yes. I still haven't seen it. No spoilers. Uh, okay. I'm looking forward to John Wick. Turn around. Yeah, John four, Wick four. The yes. new one. I've heard a lot of a lot of buzz on that one. Agreed. So that's a, that's a good burn down one. So moving back into the Q and A portion. Um, so when you have the grind going full bore, and Umar, I am going to hammer down on you with this with finals. Just finished uh, quarter for finals. Yep. How do you deal with stress? Like, what's the big thing when the grind is is you know so demanding? What's the big thing when stress is coming around? You know, one of the biggest things for me is spending time with my wife. Um, so. Uh, just, just setting aside time that, okay, I'm, like I said, you have to, you have to center yourself, pick a direction, um, and setting aside time to spend with the people whose company is restorative for you is super important, especially when you are in the thick of it. Um, and maybe that's not something I've done to the best of my abilities, but, but I do recognize the importance of that. And, mm-hmm. and I do see the benefit of it when. You know, when I when I am able to set that aside a time, set set that time aside, and uh, um, and you know, do some meaningful activities. So just just go take a walk. Yeah, put the um, phone down. Exactly. Put the phone down. Just quality time. Um, I now, feel like do you? That's, that's the best thing. For me. Do you leave it pure separation, or sometimes you're like, I got this going on. I love the bounce an idea off of you type deal like when you when you working with a support system um sometimes i i talk to my wife a lot about what i'm studying mm-hmm. um and she's 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 a very intelligent woman so she can actually you know she's she's not an engineer but she can keep up with with what i'm she's got a about. degree by association at this point yeah exactly <laughs> i should talk to ucsd about about her <laughs> certificate or something maybe an associate yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> and, and carlos uh i have to say just if- I agree with Omar, you know, just keep in touch, being able to be around the people that you enjoy being mm-hmm. with. But something that's helped me was sleep. Yeah. Like when you're in the thick of it and you just crush 10, 12 hours, if you need an extra hour or two of sleep, just yeah. to let your body recharge, recenter, and just recoup and be able to come back the next day, that keeps you from just completely burning out. Because if you don't sleep, it just gets packed on and it gets worse the more days that you move forward. Hell yeah. And I was in exactly that, that position this quarter, um, where it, you know, just the way my, my schedule was structured and, and what times different classes were offered on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had class for nine hours straight, which that was hard. I, uh, I had one semester at Penn state where I thought I was going to be smart and put all my classes on Tuesday and Thursday. I was like no. four day, <laughs> no, four day no, no, weekends, no. Wednesdays is a uh-uh. recharge day. Oh, God, that is 6 a.m. to like 9 p.m. Ooh. I think is there was like some gaps like for yeah. lunch in there, yeah. but I I was like Tetris. No, I Let's was I work. was straight from 9:30 a.m. to 6:30 p.m. Woof. 
just yeah i remember i was i told myself never again yeah yeah would i do that i i didn't really have a choice yeah with, sometimes that pans out with yeah. classes mm-hmm. so i i did want to point out real quick as we talked about sleep um for our military viewership sleep you don't have to run off of you know that low charge and i've said it personally I averaged four hours of sleep on a deployment and got all the things done. Sometimes you don't have time to sleep. I'm used to lack of sleep. Sleep is for the week. Something else, though. But that's a military mindset. An hour and a half of sleep will get you a long way through the middle of the day. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. That that one cycle go through an hour and a half. What is it? One cycle gets you right before stage three? Correct. Which is about an hour and a half. I used to teach sleep for the Navy. When they they wanted to try to add circadian rhythm, (laughs) there, there was a class. And we would teach sleep just to kind of get away from that stigma. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm reiterating it for the for the military people. You don't have to still believe in that, mm-hmm. especially when you're shore side. Sleep is okay. Yeah. And when you go into the civilian world, sleep is okay, especially if it helps you recharge. Definitely. So transitions. Um, with the whole stressful, we've talked about, uh, Carlos, you've had a couple different jobs that I've kind of walked through. We're looking at, you know, adding the brokerage thing. Umar, get in the degree and... Moving forward, I'm sure we all have had several transitions throughout our lives, but how do you handle when a transitive phase is coming up? Like what's most important to you going through that? I think what I've learned is being okay with being wrong, being okay with messing up, being okay that, you know, you're going to mess up. Somebody's going to come and say, hey, that was wrong. What I've learned is just cool. Thanks for pointing it out. I messed up. Let's move forward. Because if you just stay there and well on, oh, I messed up, or I don't want to mess up, I think that's the biggest setback. Because you don't take the next step. You don't move forward. Mm-hmm. Now, did you grab that mindset from watching others not take ownership? Or is, is there somebody you looked up to that you saw that when they took ownership like that? Like, how did that get instilled in you? So, I was, the way I grew up, it's always, you know, you have to own your mistakes. And growing up for certain jobs, I saw a lot of people like, oh, no, I didn't do that. It was their fault. When I've had people under me that became in a management position, be like, cool, if any of you guys mess up, you come to me, I take the fault. I messed up because you guys are under me. So it's my responsibility to be on top of everything and be responsible for everything. You took it as a personal, like you didn't train them. Correct. Yeah. Even if whether I train you or not, it's like, cool. I need you to be straight with me because if somebody above me comes and talks to me, I need to be able to tell them exactly what went wrong. You won't get in trouble, but we need to fix it, nip it in the butt, and move forward. So finding the wrong turns in a, in a transitional period and, and being able to say, yeah, that was a wrong turn. Correct. Siri, and, please turn me back. To- and that has helped me just kind of moving forward and say, all right, this isn't right. Set back. Where was I? Cool. New direction. Let's go. I like that. Yeah. Anymore? So you guys know this, but I was actually kicked out of UPC like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a huge transitional phase of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I, I totally agree with that. You know, own up to your mistakes, figure it out. Uh, unfortunately, it took me like seven years to figure mine out and go back to school. But, you're back. but, but I'm back. <laughs> hey, man. But I'm back. You're almost done. I'm, I'm back and I'm almost Pacing. done. So, um, so those, those like seven years away from school, like really just hammered that into me, you know, that that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you recognize them. And like, maybe you don't put things back to where they were before, but you make them better than they are. Do you, have you guys noticed that transitional phases might stress you out more? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
is what do you think it is it the unknowing that's going next or is it the just the mere change in environment and change I, change is scary or i think change is really like one of those things that really freaks us out the most and it's it's that it's that amplitude that you can swing one way and then the other until you find your your equilibrium it's not just that it's like you said, the swing back and forth, you yeah. hit the middle, mm-hmm. but it's like, cool, this is good. Then the next thing is like, okay, this is really bad. Yeah. Let's try to make it the whole up and down. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite little video clips I've seen on Facebook, and I will never not share this reel, is it's uh, like Tom Hanks, it's uh, Adam Sandler, uh, I think Jamie Foxx, uh, Shia LaBeouf. And Robert Nero and Tom Hanks sits there. He goes, I wish somebody would have told me this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. He goes, are you feeling at the bottom? You feeling low today? You feeling like the world's against you? This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. You feeling like you know all the answers that everybody gets you, that you're doing the best that, that you could do? This too shall mm-hmm. pass. Yeah. That, that time is your, your best friend or your worst enemy here. But what, no matter where you're at, this too shall pass. And I've been using that as a little calming when I when I'm hitting my transitional periods, but I feel that's a big perspective on um, being able to understand that this too shall pass and not just get stuck. I yeah. feel that as a society, we get taught that you know this is who you are, and it gets us thrown that somebody's telling us who we are, yep. and it's harder for us to figure out who we are. Yeah, not, and, not too much Gandalf, right? Yeah, you know, thou shalt not pass. Yes, yeah. instead of uh, and and I feel like I I feel like going off of that is the the most important thing when everything seems really scary is to start. Yeah. Like, don't wait because that waiting is going to make it much worse. Mm-hmm. Just start. The scariest it, time, the best time to start is when it's the scariest. And I'm going to highlight on that because that is at least a lot of the interviews that I've done up to this point. That is a reoccurring thing about waiting to make a move is like the number one thing that piece of advice that almost anybody at any level of entrepreneurism in the fitness world, like in order to get healthy, to just start. Mm-hmm. Like that is the number one thing that everybody keeps saying to do. Yeah. And you're not going to have everything figured out right away. Like that, that'll come months, years into it, but start. Start. All right. So one more segment that I want to kind of pop up is, uh, and I think this works beautifully right now, it's called, we're going to call it Keep It Routine. So with keeping it routine, what's a routine that you guys have that kind of keep you on par? I know you you alluded to it a little bit with the D&D once yeah. a week. That is routine. Nobody's taking yep. away my dungeons or my dragons. Unfortunately, I did I did skip it last week right before finals. <laughs> you can't I just said keep it routine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't I just, <laughs> Way to ruin the segment. I, Keep just, it routine most you know, of the time. It's now the, the time. new name of the segment. And as keep much it real. As you can. But it's yeah, going it to yeah. happen, though. It's going to happen. All routines will have that one or two days for, like, you know what? Something yeah. come up. Yeah. What makes a routine? That you come back next week. And exactly. Again. Exactly. That yep. sets the routine because those. So, what's, what's your most important one right now? Right now, if you, if you, if you had to drop it, what is it? 6 a.m., I have warm water with lemon and baking soda. I did not see that coming. And that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's the purpose of the, the baking soda? Uh, and the it sets my stomach up, the immune system, and mm. just helps Oh, my... you, you're doing that clean flush. Yes. Throughout the day. Early in the morning. Right. And then just trying to have two liters of water a day. That's why, why two? 
Why two? Because well, one has been too little. And Don't, yeah, uh, maybe, too Mr. Mr. Engineer, math me real quick. Two liters, <laughs> two liters, how many ounces? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping. You're, you're the one that's getting the, you know. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm used to uh, here, men, 126 ounces, about a gallon. Just shy of a gallon is the recommended. So, um, so the gallon is 3.8. I'm drinking two. So about half a gallon. Okay. Half a gallon. So, yeah, I mean. In the words of Matthew McConaughey, you, those are rookie numbers. You gotta, Thank you. you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta, we gotta bump those numbers up. <laughs> and, uh, so, so for me, uh, and this is from um, uh, Professor Huberman. If you guys okay. are familiar with him, I am not. Um, so, so you you can look it up. His, his stuff is great. But uh, first thing in the morning, I go outside um, and I spend some time in the sun, get some sun directly in my eyes. Vitamin it, D. Vitamin D, and um, it triggers uh, your body to like relinquish its its built up stores of cortisol i'm sorry you're getting vitamin d and you're drinking makeshift sunny d and that's <laughs> there you go that's what we got okay but yeah the, getting rid of that that initial store of cortisol that you have in your system uh it helps set your circadian rhythm and it just it it's like my favorite way to start the day because i'm a i'm a creature of the sun that's why they talk about those uh, sunlight alarms right yeah. that kind of brighten your day up to help you no matter when you're waking up whether it's still dark out or whatnot but it gets your your yeah. body out of this. Yeah, but nothing beats actual sunlight. Sunlight, which is why Corona was bad. Yes. Yeah. No more sunlight. I, I agree with that. But yeah, All right. and, and just a quick, just a quick qualifier to put it in perspective. That that session I missed last week was the first one in like ten months. Are you so. are you still DMing or occasionally? So so what what are you playing as right now? Let's take uh, a little uh, So I'm I'm a um, uh, right now I am a. Monk five cleric one, um, uh, way of the shadow or uh, way of the long death monk, um, grave cleric. So I still need to get my character into something again. It's, it's been a while. I play as a rock gnome sorcerer named Doug. His last name is It Deep. That's his name, Doug It Deep. There you go. I've never played. And uh, we need to fix that. <laughs> we need to fix that. I've been telling you guys for years. <laughs> like, let's let's get a game going. All right, and then the very last thing I kind of want to go over is a little bit of piece of motivation for the audience. If you could speak to younger yous or uh, you know younger kids today that are kind of wanting to go through and, and be you now today, how would you uh, tell them to to manage it? How would you tell them to manage their downtime? Because you remember us at that age, <laughs> it might have been a lot more on the downtime <laughs> side than it was on the focus side. And, and so, what would you give them? Uh. My biggest thing would be just follow your gut. Like, if you say you want to do something, no matter what anybody says, just follow your gut. Definitely. What was my motto back then, Carlos? I remember. <laughs> Refresh my memory. Ray does what Ray, Ray wants. Does. There you go. <laughs> and that's true, though. Like, that's the best way to go through it. Because if you start listening to other people, they don't know what you know. Mm -hmm. And it just never ends up mm -hmm. being the best thing for you. So follow your gut. My advice, especially to my younger self, would be to remember why you're doing things. Remember Keep the why. Yeah. That's a remember. Good remember the why, and and that why, if it's not driving you, you need to reevaluate what your priority is and why you're doing it. The why is got to be aligned. And and that's not to say that. Um, like you can't do things that you don't feel strongly about, but but you really have to have a good reason for what you're doing. I, I think mine is, and I want to take it back to a decade ago about where we all first met, uh, the hookah lounge. 
mm-hmm. hook me up, Puka Lab, whatever you want to call it at the time. Uh, thanks, Ike. Another plug for you, buddy. Um, it was Find Your Cheers. You know, out of all the TV shows that I've seen, you know, Cheers, not only did it change, you know, cinema and sitcoms for forever, um, but finding that, you know, um, finding that place where you belong and having that at the end of the day and being able to like walk into the hookah lounge and, you know, call Carlos, where are you? You're supposed to open. I'm sitting here waiting. I want to make my hookah. And uh, then helping you set up the place. Yeah. Even though I didn't work there. No. Um, and then having, you know, Umar, Jan. We miss you, Jan. Wish you were here. Hey, Jan. On the Where episode. are you, Jan? <laughs> um, Jan and everybody else. Sonny. Um, having them just come in and having that family environment. And you could even talk like, you guys had no idea what the hell I was talking about with the Navy. <laughs> and But you, you'd be like, that sucks. I'd be like, yeah, it does. Thank you. Or whatever else we were talking about at the time. But and- at the end of the day, I feel that something we've said before um, between our conversations is... We were there when we were supposed to be there. And yeah. everybody kind of fed up with each other and everybody was on the same wave. And everybody, these are people I've talked to, it's like moved on and are doing better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10 years later, we're 10 still. 10 years later, exactly. We're, we're still, still here, here talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to thank you gentlemen for coming, being a part of the podcast. I, of course, thoroughly enjoyed having you all here, um, making the right impression. For, for going forward. And um, I'd like to thank, you know, our sponsors, Icon Industries. You thank go. you, uh, Zavi Exclusive, Zavi Suede. Uh, thank you, uh, gentlemen, both for helping set up everything here. And uh, look forward to, you know, Umar, 10 years from now, having you back, sitting oh, next yeah. to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I'll, I'll make him look small at that point. Hey, I, uh, hey I'll cool. train you. Hey, I'll train you. That's your man. That's your man. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, thank you very much.